Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. We are in part two of a series called Renewing Your Mind out of Romans 12, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And we're going to jump in in just a moment, but I want to thank every person that likes, subscribes, comments, and shares our podcast and these messages. It means the world to our community and to our team. Thank you for those that call our church home that don't live in Los Angeles. We're grateful for our Zoe family. If you'd like to give, you can go onto our website and give, or you can text Zoe to 77977. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the messages. All right, let's jump into this week's message. It's called Quit Changing Your Story. Romans 12, verse number one. We are in part two of a series that we started last week called Renewing Your Mind. I want to talk for the next few weeks about the power of your brain, the power of your mindset. Because I really believe you'll never live better than you think. The greatest lid on your life right now is not your boss, it's not the economy, it's nothing to, to do with a governmental or, or, or political leader. The lid on your life is between the ears. It's your thinking. And I want to get rid of your stinking thinking. And I want to elevate your mindset to get it to where it needs to be what I call a limitless mindset. A limitless mindset is when God gets a hold of your life and your mind and he is able to do, Ephesians 3.20, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, far above anything you could ask, think, or imagine. See, when you start getting into God's plan for your life, when you start getting into God's will for your life, God will do more in you and through you than you ever imagined. God will connect you with folk and you'll be sitting there like, how did I meet these people? How did I get in this room? You'll come up with an idea and you're like, I don't, how did I come up with this idea? It's all about giving your life over to God's plan and saying no to your plan. And getting your mind to think in the ways that God wants you to think. God has a specific plan for your thought life. He has exact will for your thought life. And we got to get on God's agenda for our thinking. We got to get rid of that old thought life. That old, by the way, a lot of this message from last week and this week. It's a guy in our church. He has a book called Master Your Mindset. He's a good friend of mine named Colin Henderson. He helped me develop a lot of this. So a lot of the, uh, the phrases I use are from Colin. Colin has a great line. He said, all of us have been shaped by trauma, drama, daddy, and mama. Bars. <laughs> Just the reality. A lot of our thinking goes back to that. So we got to walk. You ever see a pressure washer? And they go to a sidewalk and they pr or a driveway and they get rid of all that filth and all that junk and all that stuff. And they get done with it. It's like, oh, Wow. Now that's what I'm talking about. We got to wash our minds from all that insecurity, all that betrayal, all that abandonment, all that jealousy. We got to get God's word over our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2, look here in the scriptures. It says this, I, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters of Zoe Church. That's how I read it in my mind. 
to my brothers and sisters as always. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So the Bible just defined what true worship is. True worship is not us singing some songs for 20 minutes in a service. True worship is a lifestyle, not an event. It's the way I live. In the Old Testament, they would kill an animal and sacrifice it to God. In the New Testament, we kill our ego and we sacrifice our lives to God. I'm telling you, you ain't living till you start giving. Give your life to God and watch God do great things in you and watch God do great things through you. Anybody that's not clapping is like, uh-uh. I ain't doing that. You lucky you got me here. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters of Zoe Church, that you offer, in view of God's mercy, that you offer your bodies, offer your life, offer your, I always think offer three things to God, your time, your talent, and your treasure. Because your time is from God, your talent is from God, and your treasure is from God. So get in the habit of giving back to God what belongs to God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters of, of Zoe Church, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Verse 2, and do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then when you transform your mind, when you get rid of your stinking thinking, when you use the pressure washer of God's word over your brain, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I just want to let you know for your life, God has a will. God has a plan for your life. God has put you on this earth for a reason. You are not an accident. You are not a coincidence. You didn't just happen. God has something for you to do on this earth. The Bible says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. You will never step into the work that God has assigned for you until you renew your mind and wash it with the power of his word. Then you will be able, to, once, you, once you renew your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God has a good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. I want to tell you, for my life, I know I'm walking in the will of God. I know that for me, God called me to Los Angeles to start a church called Zoe. Not Zoe, not Zoe. God called me to, call, to plant Zoe. I know God called me to marry Julia. She's blessed. <laughs> she's not here. I can say whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not here, so she doesn't know. When you continually put the scriptures over your mind and God washes and renews your mind, you start to discover, oh, man, I was, I was walking in a lot of selfishness. I used to walk in what I thought was right or what the world told me was success you got to redefine your, your definition of success. I don't want to live the American dream. I want to live God's dream. And God's dream for my life is what I've abandoned my life to follow. And the more I renew my mind, the more I'm able to discern, oh, I'm not a conformist. God has called me to transform. I want to preach a message right down the title. It's called Quit Changing the Story. Because some of us, our biggest problem is that you're a double-minded person. You've got two mindsets in your life. And like on Sundays or when you play worship or sometimes you're like, yeah, Jesus. And there's a lot of times you flip back to you. 
and trauma, drama, daddy and mama and negativity and criticism or pessimism. I said it last week, but the subconscious thinks 60,000 thoughts a day and the conscience only thinks 6,000 thoughts a day. And of those thoughts, 95% of your thoughts are reoccurring. So they're not new thoughts. They're old thoughts from your subconscious. This is, this is what I did. This is who I am. This is what I always do with my time. This is what I always do with my money. This is what I always do with my life. This is what I do on the weekends. No, you got to get transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because then when I renew my mind, it's like, oh, this is the new path. This is the new way. This is what God planned. This is what God said. And for you to get into that limitless life, I'm telling you, lift the lid off your thinking. For you to get into that limitless life, it's all about following God's plan, not your plan. Getting God's word into your life, and then you can hook, line, and sinker, be swept up into the will of God for your life. That's my prayer for you today. My prayer is that you would discover God, Westside, hear me, that you would discover God's will for your life. When you discover God's will, you're like, oh, I figured it out. Just follow God with all my heart, soul, mind, mind and strength. It's pretty easy. I'm going to give you a few things to write down. Write down number one today. If you can name it, you can tame it. Some of us, our biggest problem is we think these thoughts and we're like, um, I, don't, I don't know how to, do I just entertain it? But not every thought that comes to your mind you, it needs to let, be let in your house. I don't know about you, but I love my Ring app. Anybody else? I'll be at my house, that Ring app will, will ring or I'll get the notification on my phone. I'll just look at them like, who in the world is this? This joker thinks he's coming in my house. Sometimes I talk to him. What's up? What do you want? What? Huh? No. Mm-mm. Tell the devil no, not today. You ain't coming in. Just because you have the thought doesn't mean you have to entertain the thought. And some of us need to do a better job of labeling things. This is from my trauma. This is from my childhood. This is what I was taught as a kid. This is from my college years of partying. This is who I used to be in my old life. If you can name it, you can tame it. we got to start calling thoughts what they are. Either it's from below or it's from you or it's from God. If I can name it, I can tame it, and I can start to walk in God's truths. But some of us, we're just tossed to and fro. Like, we're just like, I think good, and then I think bad, and then I just, no, no, we got to get control over stuff. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is this guy named Elijah. Elijah's like this bad prophet, like this amazing guy. And he has this crazy experience where this one guy takes out hundreds of false prophets. He's like spiritually strong, like he calls down heaven and God does great things in his life. And then he sees a tweet that says, Jezebel is, wants to kill you. And the Bible says Elijah runs for his life. In fact, he goes into a depression and he falls asleep by a tree. And an angel comes. And an angel's like feeding him and helping him. And then in 1 Kings 19.9, God shows up and says to Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing here? I think for a lot of us, we go down these rabbit trails. We go down these negative paths. We go down these weekends and all of a sudden God has to show up and be like, hey, what are you doing here? It's all because we didn't name it so we could tame it. You got to start to call, no, 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 that's greed. No, that's insecurity. No, you're being jealous right now. That, no, that's lust. No, that's offense. That's, that's bitterness. 
that's talking right now. No, no, no. I know that. I remember that thought. No, no, no. That's just anger. If you can name it, you can tame it. Some, a lot of us, we're just like, I just feel stuff. I just, I'm a feeler. I'm a feeler. And how's that working out for you? It's not. we got to get our minds right. You'll never live better than your thoughts. I said it last week, but let me just, just repeat. Your believing determines your mindset, and your mindset drives your behavior. You got to get your belief right. No, 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 I don't believe that. That's a lie. No, I don't believe that thought. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not who I am. No, I don't believe that. No, that's a lie. I'll never forget. I had this buddy in Bible college, and the first time he showed up at, at, at a church, he was 18 years old. He was a senior in high school. And so he, at the end of the service, they had prayer. And this, this old, like, saint in the faith lady, you know, she was at the front ready to pray. And so the usher, like, told him, okay, this is your prayer person. So he, he, he comes up to this prayer lady, this old lady, sweet little saint. And, and, and he says, you know, what he wants prayer for. And he's like, I don't feel welcome here. I don't feel like I should be at church. And I feel like I'm the worst person that's ever come to this church. And I've done a lot of bad things. And this old sweet saint lady, she grabbed his hand and she goes, well, that's just a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> we used to laugh at that story. I used to tell them all the time, like, hey, hey, say that pit of hell story again. But some of you, you need, you need to be able to name that, like, that's just a lie from the pit of hell. You are not who you used to be. You made a mistake, but you are not a mistake. You had a bad season, but come on. Anybody thankful that the story's not over? I'll be able to start to call what it is and get over to the God. No, no, God's truths and God's word, God's promises, God's plan, what God has destined, what God has set in motion, what God, God called my name. Write down number two. I love this one. Mental conditioning trumps intermediate circumstance. We got to get in condition. We got to get in shape. So I know a lot of us, we're like really like, you know, I want to get in physical shape. I want to get to the gym. I want to work out. I want to be, want to be fit. That's great. I love that. Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. The, body, the Holy Spirit lives in you. You should take care of your body. But let's also simultaneously focus on your mental conditioning. Because the way that you've con been conditioned from the time you were a child to believe and think has not been right. You've got to get God's word, God's thoughts over your parents' thoughts. You've got to get your, God's thoughts over your thoughts. You've been conditioned to believe the wrong things about you. Where does racism come from? Conditioning the wrong way. And when I get into God's word and around God's presence, there is no racism in the kingdom of God. God reconditions any brain that has that cancer. Let's just pause and clap right now and thank God for reconditioning of God's word. It's a wrong thinking. It's bad thinking. When I get back into the weight room, see, a lot of us ended up in the training room of therapy because you never got into the weight room of mental conditioning. I'm not saying therapy is bad because therapy can help a lot of people, but therapy can't touch God's word. You need therapy and the word of God. That is a lethal combination. A lot of us, we got injuries because we weren't in the weight room, then we started living life, and you ended up in the training room. You got to get mental conditioning. I said it last week, but some of us, this is true for a lot of us, you're more concerned about meal prep than you are mental prep. You got subscriptions for meal preps. Where are your subscriptions for God's word in your life? 
And you're like, are you offering some? No, I'm not. That was not a, that was not a bait and switch, you tricky. No. What I'm, what I'm saying is, why haven't we put, in this, we put in the value on the exterior, not the interior? Life is not won by what you got. Life is not won by who you're with. Life is not won by how much you have. Life is won between the ears. You got to get your mental conditioning down. You got to get stronger mentally. Get that mental fortitude. Watch this. I love this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Look, so simple. Luke 24, 25. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Then God, because some of us, we need the lid of our brain to be lifted so God can open up our brain so we can understand his truth. And I got to get mental conditioning of God's truths into me because it's not, some of us are like, we've just, the story is wrong. You keep on giving the narrative away. It's not them, it's you. It's, it's, it's like Dave Ramsey always says, you don't have a money problem, you have a you problem. I'm telling you, your boss is not the problem. Your spouse is not the issue. It's not your friend that is the fault. No, it's you. It's the way you see it. It's the way that you think about it. It's our viewpoint. Because God always, when you follow God, he gives you a better premise and a better perspective. He gives you greater peace. He get, I can keep going with peace if you'd like. Promise, pur purpose, perspective. Anyways. But when I follow Jesus, the condition, I was like, oh, yeah, this gets thrown at me. I get this, this you know, this, this situation, this, this hardship, this trial, this circumstance. doesn't matter what I face because I, my inner scoreboard is winning, not my outer scoreboard. I'm winning the war of my mind, which allows me to win the war of my life. You got to get mentally stronger. Some of you just like flip out over little, just a little like push could just throw you over the edge. You ever see someone like distraught? Like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> I posted something and look at the comment. <laughs> You're trying to like sympathize. You're like, yeah. It's one comment from someone that lives in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> You're fine. We've got to get stronger mentally. Because what if a fiery furnace comes your way? What if, what if, what if, what if you're stuck in the, in the lion's den? You're going to go through trials and tribulations and hardships. You've got to get stronger up here. Life is one between the ears. It's a mindset. It's not a bunch of toys. It's not a bunch of stuff. Don't believe. That's conforming to the patterns of this world. But when you get transformed, you're like, this world, <laughs> this world has nothing to offer me. What? This world is not my home. I am a citizen of a greater place. Oh, come on. I don't need cars and stuff and money and fame. Give me Jesus. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
This world's got nothing for me. I don't need a bunch of stuff. Inside of my brain, I need to win. I need God's truth. Wash my brain with the power of your word. Write down number three. I love this one. Think, feel, do. Think, feel, do. Think. This is the triangle. I know we got Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, if you don't know who that is, he coached at Chicago Bulls. He won six championships with the greatest basketball player that has ever walked the face of the earth. Number 23 from North Carolina, Michael. Like, dude. You're not an announcer. So dumb. Then he came to L.A. and he won five championships for the Lakers. Three with Shaq and Kobe. Two with just Kobe and Powell. And Phil Jackson is famous for having a triangle offense. Triangle offense. Whether you like it or not, your life is lived in a triangle. You think and then you feel. And whatever you feel, you do. And whatever you do, you think about. So you need to be careful with your thoughts because your thoughts become feelings. I said it last week, but let me say it again. TBT is not Throwback Thursday. TBT is thoughts become things. How did you get into that affair? I had a thought. How did you get to Vegas tonight? I just had this thought. I was like, yo, how much Southwest Airlines be charging these days? you got to be careful with your thoughts because your thoughts determine how you feel and your feelings drive what you do. And what you do is all that you think about all day long. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Oh, because I thought wrong. You have an alarm. <laughs> it never gets old. I'm sorry. It just is so fun for me. Because, you know, we all been there like, dang it. Oh, pay the parking meter. <laughs> you know, you, signs you live in L.A., 1230, alarm. <laughs> it's like, we all know what happened. Our thoughts determine how we feel and how we feel drive what we do. So maybe it's not what you're doing that is the problem. Maybe it's how you're thinking that's the problem. You got to think better so you could feel. You ever just feel cruddy? Like you feel like low, feel bad? You ever feel like, man, I'm not winning. It's not going the way I want. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. <laughs> you, you, ever, you, ever, you ever get there? Anybody? It's just me? You think bad. And then you feel bad. And then what do you do? You end up at McDonald's. <laughs> Just having two cheeseburgers at midnight. Like. <laughs> then you wake up the next day, all you think about, why did you do that? <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe when that thought comes in, you could, like, not open the door. Maybe you could just say, like, you're not welcome here. And I'm, I'm not going to change the story. Like, changing the story to me is like, either you are loved by God or you're not. Either God has a plan and you submit to it or you don't. Stop changing the story. Because if I capture this thought, I go, no, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God loves me. God has a plan for me. 
I got community. I got friends. I got calling. I got anointing. I got possibility. I got future. God says he's got a, a plan for my life. Come on, somebody clap and thank him. Come on, Westside. Thank God in advance. I'm going to think better, so I'm going to feel better. Oh, I love this scripture, Isaiah. Look at this in Isaiah. Worship team, come join me. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. He will, you God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So I will feel the peace if I keep my thoughts on God. But I won't have the peace if my mind drifts, if my mind wanders, if my mind is tossed, if my mind is all over the place, if my mind's in the gutter and then in the heavens. No, I got to get my mind right. I can't be double-minded. I got to keep my mind on the author and the finisher. I'm going to keep my mind on what God said. If ye, ye will keep him in perfect peace. When you got peace about your money, you're good. When you got peace about your future, God's got a plan. When you got peace about your friendships, you're like, no, they're for me. You, you got to get peace. You got to carry peace. I'm praying for you to encounter the Prince of Peace so you can walk in peace. But if you're a conformist and you're acting like the world, your activity and your results bring peace. That's called happiness, which is temporary. But when you're connected to God, you have the peace that surpasses all understanding. It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What I'm trying to tell you is you can be in a hospital and have peace. You can go through divorce and have peace. You can go through hell on earth and have peace. People looking at you like, I'm freaking out for you. I'm good. How you get all that peace? I'm I'm just choosing to think about God thoughts. And I'm getting mentally strong. I used to always end up in the training room, but I've been in the weight room. What's the weight room? God's word. And God's word has been washing my mind like a, whoo, he's been washing the stinking thinking out of me. I used to think so poorly. I had a low self-view and a low self-esteem. And I hated other people and I hated other religions and I hated everybody else. I hated my country. I hated my city. I hated, I was just filled with hatred and bitterness and resentment. But all of a sudden, God washed my mind and I got my mind right. And all of a sudden, I started to get elevated in my thinking. I started thinking good thoughts because I got God thoughts because I got God thoughts. I got God thoughts. When God gets a hold of your brain, God will drop thoughts into your brain that's like, you're like, huh? why am I crying? I don't even know them. Because God just overwhelms your thought life. God will say, think about them. Think about others. Think about what they're going through. Hey, send them, send them some love. Send them a text. Send them, send them a, a Venmo. Send them a gift card. Send them a gift. Send them flowers. Let them know that you're thinking about them. I'm thinking about you. See, when you, when you conform, you only think about you. But when God gets a hold of your mind, you think about others. You understand? Last one, last one, last one. Cultivate a beautiful thought atmosphere. Cultivate. I'm asking you, Zoe. This church will never be better than your thinking. Your life will never be better than your thinking. So I'm asking you, cultivate a beautiful thoughtmosphere. I love that word. Colin Henderson is a word he uses, thoughtmosphere. Because I like the word atmosphere. Like I like going to Staples Center and being in the atmosphere of the Lakers. I love me a Dodger. Somebody asked me yesterday, do you like Dodger dogs? I was like, say what? kind of question is that i love dodger stadium and being in the atmosphere i love going to usc football games being in the atmosphere of the coliseum I, you know what i love i love going to ucla women's basketball games because the coach goes to our church he was in the second row last service the, the women's coach so shout out to the women's basketball team 
Come on, clap for the UCLA girls. I love atmosphere. I love atmosphere. Last night on Saturday nights, we, we pray. You're welcome to come. You're more than welcome to come. Every Saturday night, we pray at 6 o'clock, and there's a group of us that get together at the ministry center. It's becoming a service. You're more than welcome to come. And all we do for about 45 minutes to an hour is we pray for Sundays at Zoe. We pray for the West Side. We pray for online, and we pray for Miguel. And all we're praying for is the atmosphere, the atmosphere, and the atmosphere of faith. I want to tell you, Zoe is a faith-filled atmosphere. It is a faith-filled atmosphere. And together, we've built an atmosphere of belief that prodigals will come home today. Salvations will happen. Those that are struggling with addiction, chains will break. And we pray for the atmosphere. We got expectation. We're believing. We're doing something to build the atmosphere of faith. What are you doing for your thoughtmosphere? Maybe you need to stop listening to secular music for a while. Just listen to worship. Get your thoughts right. Maybe you need to set an alarm like my sister in the front row and just like, I got to, <laughs> like shots fired again, you know? It's like, she's like, enough. She's like, I'm never sitting here again. But my, my concern for you is the thoughtmosphere that you're, you're not creating right now. Let me say that one more time, just so you really understand what I'm saying. My concern is what you're not creating. And therefore, inadvertently, you're conforming to the patterns of this world. And you know, you know how it's, you know, somebody finds out you're a Christian, they're like, no, stop. You're a Christian? Not you. Never would have guessed. I think the more that we think better, the more we live better. And the more when people find out you're a believer, they're like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I was telling my wife, I knew it. I knew it, I knew it. There was substance. There was peace. There's a joy that you carried. I could just tell, I could tell. I could tell. I, could, I knew it. You believe, you're a God person, aren't you? You believe in Jesus. My, my value is not to create a thought atmosphere so that I can prove to people that I'm a follower of Jesus. My value of building a thought atmosphere is that I just want to be the best version of me. I want to be the healthiest version of me. Now recognize in my mind, like your mind, there's some things in my mind that are not right. Some things in my mindset that are broken. How about yours? And we've got to submit our mind to the power and the authority of God's word because that's what renews us and that's what changes us. I don't want to stay the same. How about you? Anybody down to grow? Let me see your hand. Down to grow. Then we can't get on TikTok and watch people with microphones. Growing is not being more positive. I just want to be more positive. You know, the problem is negativity. We need to be positive. No, it's not. The problem is not negativity versus positivity. It's not a negativity versus positivity problem. The problem is Jesus. Because if I get Jesus, he'll change me. Religion says behavior modification, but Jesus says life transformation. I want to follow Jesus. I want to become like Jesus. I want to think like Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. Last verse of the day, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Westside, we'll let you go in just a moment. Just read this with me. Finally, brothers, and let's add sisters. Whatever is true, 
whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. What if we could go into this next week thinking about God things, thinking about God thoughts, letting God's word wash over our life. Amen. I think if we do it, we'll stop changing the story. And we'll go God's way, not our way. We won't go the way of the world. We'll go the way of Jesus. That's my prayer. How about you? Come on, if you feel comfortable, lift a hand to heaven. Jesus, we thank you that we're going to think about the true stuff. We're going to think about the praiseworthy stuff. We're not going to be obsessed with self because we're going to live obsessed with